Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Justable Podcast. I'm Ernie Raposa, your host. Our special guest today is Elise Greenberg. Elise is a Gallup Certified Strengths Coach, an International Coaching Federation Certified Coach, and she runs her own strengths-based coaching practice. Hi, Elise, and welcome. Hi, Ernie. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me on. Super happy to have you here, Elise. So welcome to the podcast. We're here to talk about topics that are are potentially of interest to folks looking for the next role, the next opportunity, the next phase in life. And you and I have started talking a bit about how folks could leverage their strengths to move towards that next big thing. So this was just a natural coming together the more and more we talk. So super happy to have you here and and thank you so much for joining us. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey and then we can get more into what folks can learn from you. Sure. Well, as you described it, that was my journey. A lot of that, which has been, I've had decades of, you know, doing different things. My career started in accounting and I traveled through an MBA at Kellogg and then I had several leadership roles in marketing and before my last marketing job, I was introduced to the Clifton Strengths, which is a Gallup assessment tool. And it was, it really spoke to me. And there's parts of it that were, it just felt like they knew me. Right. <laughs> and, there, and there was a part of it that's just so positive. It's just about strengths. So more importantly than just kind of having it feel like it was giving me a sense of who I was or a mirror up to me, it changed how I viewed myself in the world in that, like, I didn't have to fix myself anymore. Mm -hmm. I felt like I spent so many performance reviews, so many jobs, so many things, just trying to improve on the things that needed improving. Never once actually considering whether that was like the right job for me. And the whole premise of, of strengths-based is that we are just so much more capable of improving our strengths than we are fixing our weaknesses. And so instead of worrying about whether I remembered all the sales numbers in a presentation or I wasn't very good at seeing patterns in data or I didn't have a clear vision for like the future of the business or even the future of myself, I was able to say, but I I'm really good at a lot of other things and let's like, right. you know, explore that. So, and, and helps, it helps you, it helps you leverage those, those strengths to either accomplish more in those other areas and, and learn where you can lean on others for, for those areas where your strengths might not be as well developed. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. And so, and, and it's so, it was just so impactful for me. And it's funny because that job, I, I went to another marketing job after that. So I didn't really see the light, but I at least kind of got used to it. And that job, that job was a strengths-based, was a Gallup strengths-based company. And so I I really, really absorbed the idea of strengths-based, you know, professional development. And after that, um, after that job ended, I decided I wasn't looking for another job in marketing. I was going to take all the things that I was really good at, to your point, like, I was really good at the people stuff. I love the mentoring. I love the management leadership and putting a team together and seeing them thrive. And that's what I just should have been doing full time. And like selling, you know, toothbrushes was not my passion. 
it just right. allowed me to do the things that I really love doing, which was have a great group of colleagues and, you know, help develop people. So yeah, that's kind of my journey towards it. And about, it was about three years ago that I, I started with the Gallup certification to see if I even did, I really like it enough and mm -hmm. I loved it. And yeah. then that's what led me towards CTI and the more structured coaching program. So right. never looked and, back. And, and, and as, as coaches, as we, we develop the, our, let's say, as we build our toolboxes, Clifton yeah. is a, is a just, it's one of those all purpose utility wrenches because there's so much you can get out of it. And, and once you've been through the training or even taken an assessment yourself, at least for me, looking inwardly, I, it makes me want to grab everyone and drag them to the website and make them take a test because so much of where I've had struggles, where I've had challenges, where I've struggled to let's say, even tell my story and identify what truly fills my tank, I can see in the report. And, and it even helps you when you're out there talking about what, what you bring to the table those those little elevator speech opportunities. Here's here's me in a nutshell. It's a, it's a great way to summarize you and, and why you're here. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, and I mean, I you know, I want everybody to take it. I made my whole family take it. Everybody I know has taken it. <laughs> um, I haven't found as many people as excited as I am about it, but I'm still right. pretty excited because I just love. I just love the idea of, hey, let's play to our strengths and let's find it. And you're a perfect example. I mean, you have like your top strengths, positivity, individualization. There's 34 different, you know, themes and right. names of different strengths. And the ones that you have make it so obvious as to why we're doing this podcast right now. Right. <laughs> you know, you are so you're interested in like me and my story as an individual. And you certainly want to like you know, help people find their jobs, you've been through it, and your positivity mm -hmm. just kind of like shines through and creating something that can really help. And so that's kind of the idea, you know, you, we can reverse engineer anything. The right. beauty of this stuff is that hopefully it helps us actually move forward as well. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's such a tool for giving a really good mirror to ourselves and giving us mm -hmm. permission to just do what we always thought we should be doing. And right. so many of us didn't grow up that way, right. whether we should have or not. Yeah. yeah. And and so. it's funny that you bring up the, the family situation where you really do want to shout about it from, from the rooftops. And and it, some conversation would be so much easier if you just say, oh, okay, well, what are your top five? And we can talk about that. <laughs> There, yeah. Some companies will, will put that in their introductory slides for internal meetings. Yeah. They'll say, hey, here are, my, here are my top five. So you get a sense of kind of who I am. And across teams, you can say, okay, I need someone for this and this and this. I, I need someone that can see patterns in data. I, right. I know there's that person. I need to have a strategic conversation. I have this person over here. I need to build solid, trusting relationships and yeah. partnerships. You look for somebody with a lot of blue in their top five, right? So yeah, it's, yeah. So that's there is a lot, absolutely, in organizations. It's such a value. And Gallup, you know, that's their business is they go into these big organizations. And that was my last job. And it was a it was a Gallup, you know, strengths-based company. And what's so also fantastic about it is not only do you learn about your own strengths, but it actually immediately helps you appreciate your colleagues more. Yeah. And 
and understand the need for partnership and also the idea that we don't need to do it alone. We don't need to, none of us, and whether, you know, in this context or in a, in a company context, like none of us need to do it alone because we're really good at some things. And then there's other people who are just really good at other things. And so that's where like the language and the culture can really be part of a company because you just start to appreciate your differences rather than feeling like you're banging your head against the wall because that person only wants to talk about the data and you only want to talk about, you know, how the team is getting along. What is wrong with that person? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, well, exactly. Well, so. Elise, well, you and I could nerd out about assessments yeah. all day, <laughs> but Good. we also want to talk a bit more about folks who are in transition, how tools like this could help them get to that next thing. So, so I know you've, you've been out there coaching, you're talking to folks. What, what are you seeing out there as, as common challenges for, for folks yeah. that, are, that are in transition? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm seeing two different types of challenges, and one is more like inward and, and to, our, to ourselves, and the other one is about what's going on in the outside world. And, and I actually, my, my bias is that what's going on inward is actually more important than, you know, however awful it is out there. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just want to spend, you know, for the, the biggest challenge on the inward side is self-confidence. It is so important that people looking for jobs feel confident in who they are, what they're looking for, what they're good at, and what value they provide to that company. And in every interview, they have to, we all know it, we have to exude this confidence that we can do the job. And I think, unfortunately, in, for my clients, it's, it's not even the most talented people, the people who've been successful, depending on why it is that they're looking for another role, they may not currently have that self-confidence. And, you know, am I still marketable? They're asking, and are my skills transferable? And, you know, right. all these negative stories that we keep saying. And so it's, it, that's one of the big, you know, that's like my kind of one, two, and three challenge, mm -hmm. <laughs> quite honestly, because I think there's a lot, there's a lot there, there, but it really fundamentally comes down to that. And, the second one is that I think people set unrealistic goals for their timelines and when they should expect to, when they should expect to get a job. It's about six months is the average for people to get a job from start right. to finish. So right. it's nice to keep that in mind. If you're thinking it's six weeks and it's not happening, well, you know, it's six on average it's six months. And so maybe that helps a little bit. And then, yeah. And, and that's, and just, just to file to on there a bit, yeah. uh, Elise, our our founder Dan has has walked through his journey in, in some of our other conversations uh, on on the podcast, and and he he went through that that similar let's say initial expectation resetting because he yeah. he 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 voluntarily left a role and thought I'll have a new job in a few weeks. It's fine. Look, the market's amazing yeah. out there. It's yeah. it's become become quite challenging even even with the the unemployment being what it is lots of open yeah. positions there's just a too much out there for both job seekers and employers to yeah. manage so so he went from thinking oh this will be done to oh wait it's been it's been a couple of months oh it's been it's been four months and and that that yeah. your second point there about this this being longer than expected that can start to weigh on folks when they don't hear back right away they start to see bills pile up it's 
So it's really important to be uh, clear on if, if you have a job and being clear on how much time you can you can be out of work. And if you if you are right. suddenly out of work and, and you don't have a choice, just make make a, let's say yeah. try and find the word here. Set, set your expectations appropriately and, and yeah. do what you can to, to stretch your your uh, resources. Yeah, absolutely. And even in addition to just the six months, as you alluded to it with just the, just with what's going on, both with employers and job seekers and the sheer quantity of it, even just getting back to us and getting, you know, the interview scheduled and having feedback and not hearing back and then sending in a ton of applications and never hearing back, like those are all, you know, those are all byproducts of what's going on outside. So yeah. there's a, yeah. you know, the sheer quantity of jobs and applicants is, you know, maddening. And, you know, the tools that we have to make it so easy for everybody, just make it so much for everybody. It's so easy to, you know, submit your application to something. Well, that means then a thousand people are submitting an application to something. There's no right. magic here. Right. right? And, and right. So, so you <laughs> could be a hiring manager being so frustrated about how you can't find that, that perfect candidate for a role. And you could have a thousand people on the other side saying, I'm right here. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm right yeah. here. And I haven't heard anything back. Right. And, and they're saying that, you know, it's six weeks that just even companies are taking a really long time just to have people flow through the cycle. Right. And so it's it's everything is really tough. And, I, you know, we just know how how nice it is to have places like Indeed and all of these job boards. There's it feels like the great equalizer in some ways, yet in other ways, it's it just makes it hard. Yeah. And, and we've, had so that's a, here, you know, we've, we've had recruiters on here. We've had recruiters on here have talked yeah. about how how much everything is skewed towards the employer and the the person who is searching is is treated more like a, a product and that 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 is that is tough for for folks to to get through because recruiters are just they're looking for that that they're looking for that uh, uh bonus or, or perfect yeah yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and you know if, if you don't fit that box they're on to the next person and and that's yeah it, 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 some job seekers are looking to develop a relationship with recruiters and recruiters are like you're just a body <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's that yeah. that's stuff. And companies met... too. Yeah. 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 So well and and the, the other it, it, so, it, so, Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, there's like another, you know, one of the other things that's really so hard is what you just said is like companies are looking to put a round peg in a round hole. Yeah. Not the round peg, like they're moving on. And it's so yeah. crazy when we talk about the importance of all the important characteristics of leadership and innovation and critical thinking and all these things that, you know, they're still hiring for the checklist and the job description. Yeah. yeah. So this is just experiences versus capabilities and um, understanding that, that folks can, can learn and adapt and you're, you're more likely to want the people that, that have that, that versatility and versatility is are, are ver, yeah, versatilis, versatilis. That's the word. <laughs> are, are, are rare, yeah. rare finds, yeah. and they're yeah. becoming increasingly important in, in uh, today's today's workforce. Yeah, I just sat in on a, a Gallup seminar that talked about adaptability being the, like the number yeah. one characteristic that's so important. And, and we are seeing that senior leaders want to hire those people. It's the hiring managers that have to fill the spot, and they're the ones that are just so worried about 
not hiring someone who already knows how to do the job. So it's a little bit crazy. And I think just that's what's so broken is this hiring manager process and everybody's being pulled in a ton of directions, including that person. So, you know, it's just systemically, it's, it's a really tough spot, but maybe we'll get there because I think the senior leaders really want and need and, and we need that sort of thinking as we go, you know, into the future. But so far, they're still just hiring for the checklist. Yeah, and that's kind well, of a bummer. Well, well, I'm seeing what I'm optimistic about are, are the folks who are asking more about culture and work-life balance yeah. and asking for greater transparency about what will this really be like when I get here. And I, and I know yeah. that's 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 something you and I have discussed as, as well. So that's something you'd like to yeah, and that's on. yeah, that that's another really big challenge though because how I think that the job seekers are getting a lot smarter about it, which is great. Yeah. But the companies, it's really hard to know if it's going to be a good fit. It's really hard to know, like, what's the marketing brochure and, you know, and what really is it like when you go work there? And so that's one of the things that as job seekers and like places like what things that you guys do is help educate is like, those are the types of questions that have to be asked. And there's like a bunch of different ways to get at it. But super important to know what the culture's like because mm. they don't they don't even know they're swimming in it. So they're sometimes they know it's toxic, of course. But if it's not toxic, right. it's just kind of weird. They don't know. They've been there right. so long. So and, yeah, and so actually, that's have, like the, the challenge. Have have you have you done any work with with folks? This is a quick sidebar because we we yeah. do we would like to dig into this a bit more with an entirely different podcast session around just helping people see toxic environments before you actually get hired kind of the warning signs for toxic environments because that is absolutely something uh, we'd love to have you back on to talk more about yeah no i would love it yeah there's definitely i have been seeing as i've worked with clients who are going through the process of you know through the job search and you know helping them identify what are the red flags that that are coming up and there's like it's funny there's some euphemisms you know it's like a fast-paced environment let's say well, right. that just that just means either everybody's getting burnt out mm-hmm. or they don't have enough staff to do the work. Right. <laughs> so beware right. of fast paced environments, things like that. And so I think right. in and again, job seekers are getting much more well versed in it. It comes back to self-confidence, because if you're sitting in that room and you are not a buyer, if you're not feeling like you have something to offer to them, then you're not going to ask those difficult questions. We're just not, we're going to feel like, you know, we're the small one and they're the giant and they get to choose us. And I love to see the, the pendulum switch that we're the ones with the value. We're the ones who have like the brains and what you need. And so we should be allowed and able and feel good about asking those questions. Great. And, and that's, that's, I, I, I wish I could, instill that in everyone every day because yeah. it is such a slog out there and and i was just reading an, an article on on ink about how when folks start to become they start to get down after a certain number of rejections mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on average successful applicants applied for 10 to 15 jobs and received between six and ten rejections and the, the average respondent started losing confidence in themselves after the fifth rejection. And th- there, there's going to be a lot. So it's, I think, yeah. for folks to get themselves in the mindset that 
there's 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 probably a good reason for that for that rejection and it might not have been a good fit and and yeah it, you may you may have dodged a bullet there so yeah. so yeah. be be in that driver's seat of your own job search and not not a passenger yeah. so that, that's a and great it's so it is, you know, I think you and I can talk about that message forever because yeah. to the Clifton strengths, we both have positivity in our top five, which means that we just happen to look at the world that way. And so it's really, it comes easy to us to come up with reasons yeah. why it was a good thing. It's not easy for everybody. And so what I think, you know, there's different tools and things that can help people stay stay on the right side of self-confidence and not let these things get to you. But as you said, like, it's just human nature. It's really hard to go through it. Like one of the, you know, if we, there's a bunch of, I can go into just kind of some things that would, some tools and just some different things yeah. that I yeah, let, let's, let's talk to about, give on. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about some helpful tips for, for folks that are out there. Yeah. You know, the first one, and it does speak to this, self-confidence thing very much so is that just bring your whole self like you like we all and this is Ernie we talk about this this is coaching this is kind of everything it's like it's it's the whole self is really and I think even even companies and organizations are starting to appreciate that well-being is really important and so it's not just who your persona is at work it's like your whole self and actually like it's same with Clifton Strengths, which is like we have these top these top talents and that unique combination of top talents is what makes me really special and uniquely qualified for something, uniquely qualified for a job. So um, like kind of in my old marketing days, it would have been called the unique selling proposition. So it's like, what's unique about me that's different from everybody else? Right. And I'll tell you, know, and. And we can walk into different job opportunities feeling that way. I'll tell you that like the Clifton mathematically with the Clifton um, strengths is that there's only, if there's a one in 33 million chance that someone else has the same top five in the same order. It's only the top five and there's like 34 of them. So it's, wow. it's kind of crazy how unique we are. And when we really let that absorb that and then we really embrace what's good about us no one else is going to do that job the way we would. It may not be the way they want us to, and then it's not a good fit. But our best chance of being really fantastic is by doing what we do best and not trying to be somebody else or put on somebody else's clothes. You know, so, yeah. so that's really what's important is kind of knowing our, yourself really well, knowing our unique value that we can bring and highlighting that when we are talking to you know, employers. You know, my, my head just exploded a, a little bit there. So it, I, I would like to dance in that. I, I, I will use the one in 33 million example the next time I see my wife to, to <laughs> let, let her know uh, how unique and special I am. But um, in all seriousness, yes. th this, this, is, this is kind of mind-blowing that, that we are, we have, everyone out there has their own take on how to approach life. And yeah. as, as, a, as an individual contributor, as the leader, as a manager, recognizing that folks, folks will uh, ha have that versatility in, in approach is, is just internalizing that alone without even taking the assessment or digging yeah. into anything beyond that yeah. is, is really uh, powerful. It really and, is. And it just makes us think about how, 
how much opportunity there is out there for yeah. people, for ideas, for like, you know, we could geek out on positivity here, but it's really, <laughs> it is kind of mind blowing to think about. Okay. What, what else, what else is in your, your yeah, so toolbox here? My toolbox. Yeah. Well, another one comes straight from the Clifton strengths, which is like mining for sound bites. So if you do take the assessment or really any assessment, I obviously the strengths is, focus on what we do well and talks about talks about that so even just going through the report you can like just steal some phrases that resonate with you and they're like when they really capture you know the essence of of who we are and then attaching that to past experiences like that's immediately an answer to a question an elevator pitch hey what are your strengths you now have three things and you can do some shorthand and just give a little phrase about each one. And you can say it with confidence because you've been living in, you know, really starting to understand a little bit more. And uh, it just feels different than someone telling you, Hey, you're really good at this. Being able to, to, to see it and kind of absorb it is really helpful. So just taking whatever you can from these reports and any assessment is the same way. Like whatever it tells you, like that's language that you can just use in a cover letter on your resume, like have at it. That's what it's for. That's great. And yeah, and another another one that I just think is fundamental to where we were headed before is that I want all these job seekers to feel like buyers and not sellers. And I want them to feel like they are buying something, which means that it has to be what they want it to be. They're making a pretty big commitment into buying this job and not selling themselves. And that's really important. It speaks to that confidence. It speaks to, you know, you're shopping for the job, the culture, the opportunities that really best fit. And one of the, one of the analogies that, that I think is just so accurate here is dating, right? I mean, maybe you guys have talked about it before, but the, the metaphor is just dead on, right? It's, there's the dating apps and then put yourself out there and the and the real key is that like I think you know you can have a certain profile on a dating app and then once people meet you in person if you're 20 years older you know they're going to see that well the same thing happens with this you know to present ourselves as anything other than who we are after the first month we can't keep up any charade that that we thought we were going to so in dating, you can't keep it up. You're gonna right. You're either gonna end up with a life that's not something that fits you, or you know, someone's gonna find out that you're not the person you said you were. And it's the same thing in jobs. Like we should be able to do our best work every day. And if right. we're putting on some sort of kind of act, it it's not gonna work. And someone right. else is just gonna do it better. Right. And and that's authenticity so. authenticity is is so important in in life and and in the job search journey. And, and I think for, for both of those, let's say, toolkit items yeah. and, and don't go it alone and, and being a buyer and not a seller, I, I wanted to circle back with the, the not letting, yeah. not letting yeah. that, that fear of, man, I'm out of work, I'm, I have shame, yeah. I have insecurity. There are a lot of folks out there who are going through the same thing. And the, yeah. one of the reasons we started Jussel is, is when Dan was yeah. on that journey, yeah. he, he, put, he put himself out there in every way and decided to just be full transparently fully transparent about his journey yeah. and and really built a he built a strong network of, of folks who, who yeah. saw what he was going through strangers that came to him and said hey i, I see that that i can help you 
based on on these very public conversations we've been having out there. And and people do inherently want to help. So so yeah. don't be afraid yeah. to to put yourself out there and say, hey, here's where I am. Yeah. And 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 it, it, you'll be amazed at how many yeah. people come out of the woodwork. Oh, like, I know. Uh, and it's really out. important, really important to feel like you're not doing it alone. It yeah. really is like you and to have the right people in your corner. We all have people, you know, in our kind of lives for different reasons. And this is a time where we want the people who see our best. This is the yeah. time where we need to rely on people who see that we're still really great at things when we don't think of it ourselves. So that's, you know, is from a very personal perspective, it's important to have that group. And then even further out as we think about, you know, whether it's finding a coach or reading blog posts or joining a community like yours and being part yeah. of something, it's just, if it's just feeling stuck is just kind of like, it's such a, a bad feeling. And again, it's the self-confidence just continues to erode. And so it's like this constant battle almost like, how do we, how do we just keep this self-confidence going as if it were a muscle, right? How do mm -hmm. we keep growing it and how do we maintain right. it? And, you know, strengths are one of the ways which like, those are the dumbbells. Like every time you pick up a strength and start thinking about it, right. You're building up your muscle of self-confidence. And so it's really, you know, it's just really important because we don't ask it to your point before we don't ask for help if we're fearful or if we feel like we shouldn't, or someone else wouldn't, or, you know, there's something wrong with us. It's, it's when we feel and understand ourselves really well that we have all the resources internally and externally available to us. Otherwise, we just shut them down, you know? Right. So right. it's really important to not go alone. Cool. And then another one we talked about kind of in the challenge, which is like there's so much, there's this lack of transparency in knowing whether a job's going to be a good fit or not. And so when looking for a good fit, it's, you know, look for a good fit and trust your instincts because they're probably right. <laughs> the things that you can look for is, you know, well, are you going to be in your job? Are you going to be using your top talents every day? Is it the most of your job? If you did a pie chart of it, does the organization's purpose resonate with you? Is it something that kind of makes sense to you? What do the team dynamics seem like? Your hiring manager, can you see yourself as being a manager, that manager or a manager in the company based on who you're talking to through the interview right. process? And what about the senior leaders? I had a job, my first job out of um, undergrad was accounting at one of the big accounting firms. And it was in New York City. And there were three women out of 100 who were partners at that accounting firm. And I did, I was like, I could not be one of them. I just, I just saw them and I'm like, that's not who I am. And it didn't take me very long to leave that job. <laughs> and so it's just the types of things that we can do when we, I, you know, when we are looking is who are these leaders and do we want to be like them? Because what's really important is what the hiring manager views as being, you know, critical and success factors and stuff, but also really important, the CEO, because that's the person that sets the tone. So what's the CEO like? And, and right. that trickles down really fast to culture. Right. So, you know, can you talk to people? Can you ask it through the interview process and say, you know, people like you, whatever that means to you. If, if you're a woman, make sure that there's someone, you know, woman that you're talking to. If you're a person of color, like make sure that you, you understand, like, is there an affinity group? Is there, are there people there? And so that you can feel like you belong. It's just really hard to know from the words. So it's like, you kind of have to look around. 
code words like self-starter is another one. When you hear self-starter, it means like they really have no training. <laughs> here's here's a very deep pool. Yeah. 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 Swim. Yeah. And by the way, we're not going to manage you very much because I got other things to do. Right. So, and you know, those are the types of things and, and, and people go through these processes. They don't, they don't automatically hit all of these interviews at once, right? It's a slow right. learning process that people go through um, for each company. And I think they get more comfortable And the bottom line is just trust your instincts. You may not be able to pinpoint exactly what didn't feel right, but there's so many senses that are there in the room or in the Zoom room and hearing and like feeling and seeing, you know, you even you're picking up vibes from people, eye contact, whatever it may be, right. listen to it. Because that's, you know, it's really important. If you're not comfortable during that or feel something there, it just might not be a great fit. And we have to have enough confidence to walk away if that's the case. That, that is that is so powerful. And I, I call that fighting sense. And it's... Yeah, you do. It's, yeah, and, and <laughs> it's... That, that is something I've learned to trust over over time. And, and I, I've had similar experiences where roles look great on paper or career trajectory and then get there and say Ooh. <laughs> right. yeah. and, and you, you yeah. learn to ask better questions and yeah be, be more let's say at the steering wheel yeah yeah and it and it's very much in like the coaching concept the leader within right who's our wisest self and are we willing to trust our instincts like can we yeah. do we have enough confidence in ourselves to trust that so and then uh, the one thing that i'm really passionate about is like once people get a job we should constantly be managing our career. It's yes. not to say that we have one foot out the door at all. We can be loyal. I'm super loyal. Mm-hmm. I, I want to see things through to the end. I care about my colleagues. And we should really be conscious about what are the accomplishments that we've had. Like every week, Friday morning at 9.30, someone said to me, Friday morning at 9.30, I write down what I learned that week and what I accomplished that week. And so what happens there is when it comes time to writing a resume or when it comes time to even doing a self-evaluation of a performance review, which is really popular now, there's no recency factor there. You get to see everything that you did and you just, and you also feel pretty good about it because we don't remember all of the things that we've done. And so that's, what's really, that's one that's just a great tool over and over. Yeah. Just keep track. Yeah. I do that with my teams. I have a a Friday just check in, celebrate the wins, uh, because it, it gets so easy to just get into the routine. Yeah. Just, okay, what's next, next challenge. And if, if yeah. you don't stop to, to really absorb what you've done or for all the reasons you just outlined here to say, Hey, what, what is, what, what, what are my, my superpowers? What are my accomplishments? What can I build a portfolio around one right. for just managing yourself and, and your career? so that you can build your brand at the company you're at, but you never know when things might change or or when another opportunity might, might come around. I see people who only network when they're in transition and that's, that's a a huge mistake because you don't want to be the person that only, only shows up when you're, you're looking for, for the next next thing. And then there are some amazing networking groups out there that are in different industries and, and specific niches get to know those people and build build those build those relationships because you can lift other people up you can you can be that person that that gets different people connected i think some of us are just naturally wired to do that yeah but but if you aren't 
put yourself out there because that will uh, pay dividends over over time from a yeah. from, from just being able to help others and also potentially yourself down the road. Yeah. And it's so interesting. I mean, again, it goes back to strengths. Like for you and me, yeah. that's super easy. Right. Yeah. For other people, that is like <laughs> the worst thing in the world to do. And so it's only one tool, right? Like yeah. it's one tool. And maybe there are other things like one of the other things could be like, find a mentor in your company. Right. And like within the first few months or, or ask if there's a formal mentor program. Or if, again, if you find people like yourself, reach out to them and ask them to get together. And that might be a better, like at least a way of starting the network, right? So you're starting right. it really internally than going out into some huge ballroom and, you know, saying hello. So it's just, everybody has different ways of doing it, but mentor is really important so that you have mm -hmm. a champion at the organization and, and you want to always grow. You want to always like be evaluating whether another thing is like, whether you're journaling or using on that same, you know, that same screen that you're writing all your accomplishments, it's like really be reflective about what you like about your job, what you're good at, what you're not so good at. The more we can be honest with ourselves and ask other people and, and really be self-aware, the more we're going to be able to manage our career internally and know what we're good at as well as externally. And then also we don't have that, that huge jumping off a cliff, right? The, to your point, the only time people show up is when they're looking for a job. And if they don't like doing it, that's like adding insult to injury. It's right. just making it worse. Right. So, you know, well, and, I, and the last, oh, yeah. sorry. No, well, no. you, you have in, in the vein of managing your career, you, you have something I pulled from a, a conversation you and I had that, that resonated with me. And the, the quote is, are you still doing enough of what you love? And mm -hmm. because we know there's a part of our jobs that we're yeah. going to just gravitate to and it's going to fill our tank and it will spark joy and all of that. But, and, and there's going to be the other stuff that we just will have to do. Yeah. But, but a sure. piece of that pie should mostly be what lights us up. Yeah. And, and that should be a big part of our, our whatever, whatever time frame those check-ins should be. Because that 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 will be important to our overall happiness, success, etc. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and people are more successful when they are doing those things that they're right. good at, and they're also the same things that light them up. So, you know, I think that's great. And then also the the piece of just formal professional development would be the other thing to say. It's oh, yeah. really yeah. I always found it hard to ask for professional development within my company. It was like, if it was offered, I would take it, but I, I was not super proactive about it. Mm -hmm. And, and I regret it because I think that I could have learned so much. I could have learned about myself. I could have been, I could have met more people in the organization. Like it could have just done wonders for me. And again, maybe it was, maybe it was a lack of self-confidence that I didn't feel like I was valued enough in order for them to spend money on me or mm -hmm. which can be, which can become self-fulfilling. So I think any sort of formal professional development, ask for it. Just And when you're interviewing, ask if they have a professional development program and is it, you know, or is there a stipend that you can have every year and what does that look like? And is it real? Do people actually use it? Or is right. it just kind of like said and then it's not really like used? So I think there's like, you know, that is just a, it's just so important when you continue to manage your career that you feel like you're constantly constantly growing and learning which yeah so those are like i mean i think those are tools 
for the yeah. toolbox and just well, lots well, of things to think about really more than anything. Yeah. And, and those, those are, those are powerful tools. And, and I think even, even outside of, of the assessment platform and the strength, the strength finders, yeah. there's, there's the 12 questions that, yeah. that I also found really powerful in, in part of that regular check-in of, like, do I have a voice? Do I have a best friend at work? Do I have yeah. opportunities? So it, it's just yeah. Yeah, another tool in there that, that yeah. if you go onto the Gallup site, yeah. it, you, you could lose hours of your day. Be careful. There, there's <laughs> a lot is. of tools in there. Yeah. And that's about, and that's about employee engagement, you know, like yeah. those 12 questions are a really strong indicator of whether an employee is engaged and yeah. when employees are engaged, companies are more profitable. And yeah. the other thing that I, just to point out the importance of some of these questions and really having your spidey senses out is that like 70% of, of an employee's engagement is based on their direct manager. So that manager holds the keys to whether they're happy or not. And so right. really understanding and hope and, and not looking past things that you may think are warning signs for your hiring manager right. is really important because you'll find out within the first two weeks, whether you were right or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, Elise, we, we are coming up on time here and Great. I loved this conversation. Uh, so I have fun. so much to process uh, when we're done. <laughs> so, so just in closing, anything here that you'd uh, like to leave people with? Yeah, you know, I will. Again, the positivity strength space in me says that like we really do get to control more than we think we do. I totally agree that in general, the system is stacked against the job seeker just in so many ways. There's also a lot of ways that we can take control as long as we feel like, you know, again, it comes back to this self-confidence and and always making sure that we're we're being true to ourselves. We're being like kind to ourselves in that we are feeling good about things. And if we're not, then we see, we seek help or answers. You know, when we have that confidence, it's like, it's just a catalyst for creativity and energy and, you know, using your talents. And then it's also an antidote for a lot of negativity and self-limiting thoughts, which, which come up when you get those rejection letters. So, you know, it's really important. And then having people around you and then once hired, just continue to to actively manage it. Nobody wants to feel like a lot of us have felt when we just didn't know, you know, starting at zero just yeah. doesn't feel good. Yeah. So, you know, and pay it forward, help others. Like, as you said, like, there's so much, if someone calls, like answer the phone, someone asks you like one of the really, I think an important things that I, I didn't mention, I'm sure you've mentioned it a bunch of times, but like, because there's, there's all these job boards and stuff it comes back to you know old-fashioned networking mm -hmm. maybe it's using linkedin but if there's a job that somebody wants what they should do is look at it apply for the job online and then look to see through the network if there's someone that they can be interest introduced to in that company that's the way to break through and so when people call answer the phone because you might be calling them next time and right you know, that whole pay it forward thing is really, really, I think a lot of people do feel that, which is really nice. You're surprised at how many people are willing to help to, to yeah. your point. And, and I think it's so. important too to, to check the company 
and check your network first because some companies have policy where if you've already applied for the job and then you try to use a reference oh. internally, they may say, oh, well, they already applied, it's too late. So so, so it might actually oh. be more beneficial to say, yeah. hmm, who do I know? Who, who in my network could, could potentially- Yeah, at least uh, find out. Yeah, yeah, lots of companies have internal referral programs. So That's even true. if you don't know yeah. them well, you could make them some money. So it's always good to do yeah. a little uh, sleuthing before you yeah, actually get that apply The referral yeah. programs, yeah, the referral programs are definitely getting more popular. That's true, and you may yeah. as well. Yeah. Well, and, and we, we ask we ask all of our guests here at least as we we look into your what you would do if you were stranded on a on a desert island if you were allowed a personal item whether it's a <laughs> a, a, a book food a famous person. What, what would you what would you have on that island with you? Well, if I had an endless supply of chocolate chip cookies, mm. that is all I need. A good chocolate chip cookie, endless supply. Is that is that legit? So 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 soft chocolate chip cookies just, or more crunchy? No, soft ones, right, okay, really big right. chunky ones, kind of some of them look like a baseball. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I'd need I think I'd need something like like milk or, or hot chocolate or something mm. to 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 accompany. And I don't. No, 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 I can you're, go solo. No, I think it's like all purist. food groups. Like, yeah, <laughs> it can go. It can be all the food groups. You've got the chocolate food group. You've got like the batter food group. Yeah, I'm good. I don't need anything else. Thanks, Elise, for for joining us. We're so excited you you could come uh, and and talk about this very important topic for our job seekers. For for folks that want to learn more, we'll post some links to the the Clifton Strengths site where you can learn more, learn more about these assessments. And if you'd like to talk more with Elise, she has a website that we'll post here and you can set up time with her to chat about your own journey and how she might be able to help you get there. Thank you, Elise. That's great. This Thank was you. A pleasure. I appreciate that. So fun. All right, Ernie. Take care, Thanks everybody. Thanks for doing this. You bet. Yeah, take Bye-bye. care.